Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Your first hard fact of the day and Ngozi is in the final. <laughs> yeah, Ngozi Okonjiwala. She's in the first, she's on the final um, shortlist of two candidates for Director General of the World Trade Organization. Remember when she was first nominated for that position, we talked about it on the Big Three Global Edition. That particular segment of Hard Facts comes your way every Friday. So tomorrow, 3 to 5, we let Nigerian stories rest and uh, we take a look at international stories. And when we talked about it on the Big Three Global Edition, there were a few people who called in to say, a country while I don't reach anywhere, she would reach anywhere. <laughs> well, her goals, her God passed them. Huh? She's in the final now. She's in the final round. And by November 6th, we're going to find out if she gets the job. But a big congratulations to her. It's a very impressive achievement. I've been trying for a while to get her on Hard Facts so that we can talk uh, about her achievements. Um, hopefully that uh, interview will still happen. Also, congratulations to the WTO because it's about to have its first ever woman DG. Yeah. Even uh, NOI's opponent is a woman. So one more glass ceiling shattered. <laughs> Women, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> now you guys are more progressive uh, than the WTO because you already chose a woman president here on Hard Facts, right? So congratulations to all uh, 600,000 uh, 600, plus of you. Uh, let's uh, bring you today's big three. We'll talk about the NSAS demonstrations in Lagos, Abuja and other parts of Nigeria as well as what our leaders are saying about the controversial police unit. That conversation is coming your way on the Big Three. We're also going to talk about the horrible explosion that rocked Lagos earlier today. A filling station exploded and took houses with it because it was in a residential area. Then we're going to talk about President Buhari's draft 2021 budget. He has presented it to the National Assembly today. So we're going to talk about what we know so far. Now, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. You can also um, share your thoughts with us on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Today, Thursday we're bringing you eyewitness as always from 4.30 you get to call us and tell us what's happening in your part of Lagos uh, at 4 we'll bring you League of Extraordinary Nigerians that's happening right here on Hard Facts today we've got something fantastic coming your way between 5 and 6 on the Big Hard Fact we'll talk about some fraud stars giving their money to some church pastors to hide I want to talk about this in the context of karma. Lots of people don't want the government to be able to check on the finances of religious bodies. But what if the religious bodies are being used for fraud and for money laundering? I just want to hear your opinions. Between five and six, we'll have that conversation. Of course, there's news updates at the top of every hour. You need to listen to every minute for a chance to play Just a Minute. Uh, just a Minute is the segment of each show on our, on Nigeria Info that allows you win um, 10,000 naira. So get ready for that. It's going to be great. And uh, after the news at six, I'll hand you over to Ireti Bakara Yusuf at 6.30, after Lagosa at 6.15. 
15. Retiba Kari Yusuf brings you um, Lisa Lagosian every Thursday. It's an interview with amazing, amazing Lagosians. They get to teach you about the Lagos that they knew growing up. It's really great. It's really very young Nigerian. And you don't know what Lagos was like back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. That show is for you. So stay here when it comes around. But for now, the big three. This is the big three. The big three. On the hard facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Will the NSAS protests yield a result? Will the NSAS protests yield a result? Uh, Why are people allowed to build petrol stations in residential neighborhoods? Why is that happening? And what do you think about President Buhari's draft budget? Those are the big three. Let's talk. Young Nigerians have taken to the streets to demand the end of SARS. Young Nigerians have taken to the streets to demand the end of SARS. And it's quite the thing, if I do say so myself. Uh, SARS, of course, is um, the Special Armed Robbery Squad. And they've been in the news since the weekend, right? So we have a lot of celebrities who joined the protest. Faust the bad guy, Tiwa Savage, uh, Run Town, Toke Makinwa. Now, remember I told you earlier this week how Nairamale wanted to lead his own NSAS demonstration, right? But the police um, got in touch with him and uh, uh, he agreed to an Instagram live chat instead of um, a protest. And I guess these other celebrities did not get that memo because they are on the streets and they've gotten the attention of the police. There's a video online right now showing a representative of the police talking to the protesters. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can actually see that video for yourself. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Nigeria Info 99.3. You can actually see footage that we're showing you of Files, the bad guy talking to the police. You'll hear the crowds for yourself. And just in case you don't have your phone with you at the moment and therefore you cannot see for yourself what I'm talking about, we've got audio of the protest. If you were watching on Facebook, um, you were taking a look at that footage for yourself. And we also had Fowles eventually uh, say quite a few words. We have to ginger everyone. We're going to let our intentions be known. We do not want size anymore. You know, they, they come with all sorts of stories about reform, what they're allowed and what they're not allowed to do. But it's about time to completely abolish size. And that's why we're here. But- 
Now, as you know, the demonstrators are calling on government to scrap SARS completely. So far, government has been unwilling to do that. The IG of police ordered SARS to stop patrolling the streets for now, stop mounting checkpoints. But we're still getting unconfirmed reports that SARS personnel are violating that order and they're still on the streets and allegedly still extorting people. I told you on Tuesday that there was a Twitter handle uh, called SARS Watch that reports whenever somebody allegedly spots them on the streets. So, you know, by the way, if you've seen any SARS operatives this week, tell us, you know, when you call, tell me, ah, Sandra, I saw them this week, or Sandra, ah, they harassed me yesterday, or I'd like to hear about that. But anyway, clearly the police doesn't... Um, want SARS to end. They don't want to end SARS and neither does the National Assembly really. Akian Labi in the House of Reps raised a motion to scrap SARS but it doesn't appear to have gotten anywhere. In the Senate uh, Remy Tinubu raised a motion to look into SARS but the Senate President Ahmed Lawan has said that scrapping SARS is a bad idea. There's even a question about whether National Assembly even has the power to scrap uh, SARS in the first place since the police are under the executive. We're going to have to talk to lawyers about that particular aspect soon. But my question today is whether you agree with the protesters or the Senate president and the IG. They are leaning more towards some sort of reform of the squad. But protesters are saying that uh, such a reform is not possible because the problem is with the personnel themselves. Some protesters are also saying, why not ban the squad? until government has finished whatever retraining and reform, reforming uh, that they're doing, um, ban the squad, and then we can talk about reestablishing the squad. I wonder what you think. I wonder what you have to say to that. Do you think that SARS is salvageable? Do you think scrapping them would make a difference? Do you think the rest of the police is just as likely to abuse the, the rights of Nigerians? And so scrapping SARS doesn't change anything. Are SARS doing their job of preventing armed robberies? Do you think that's happening? If SARS are scrapped, will there be an actual law enforcement void or will the rest of the police be able to fill it? 0700-993-993-993. Tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and definitely, definitely share your thoughts via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. The number to call is 0700-993-993-993. Nine three. We've got uh, Obiora on the line. Obiora is our first caller. Obiora, how are you doing? Thanks for calling us. Please. Oh. Uh, there is this complaint I want to uh, learn. Okay. Will the Labour State Government not allow us, we are the business people, to start our business? We are the house, and the species is growing every day. Would that not lift all this stuff? Obiara, that's not what we're talking about, but thank you so much for calling to raise that that to our attention. Um, we can have a conversation about that at a future date. But thanks so much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you doing? What's your name? President Sandra. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. My name is Ayo. Hi, Ayo. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Um, following the SARS, banning of SARS, hmm. you can't ban SARS. You can only limit their actions. Okay. No matter what we do in Nigeria, we cannot ban SARS. I see. 
because if, if we saw a reason for for them to be established mm-hmm. and they have been established, so we have to look for how it will work okay. for everybody. Do you, do you think SARS is salvageable? Do you think they can be salvaged? Yes. Okay. 100% yes. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling to share that with me. If you just joined the show, we're talking about demonstrations that happened all over Nigeria today, uh, Lagos, Abuja, other parts of the country. And uh, these demonstrators are asking for an end to SARS. Prince is in his solo. Hello, Prince. Thanks for calling us. Thank you very much. Am yeah. I on to... Sandra, yes. Sandra? You're talking to Sandra now. Go ahead. Oh, our dear president. Thank <laughs> you very much. I'm following this topic you raised. Okay. It's a very important topic. I agree. And I will agree with you, Polly, that uh, we need every little iota of security because of, we have a lot of insecurity issues in our land. Mm. Now, what I want us to do with this first issue is that we require a total overhauling of the entire thing called SARS. Okay. First of all, we need to look at the uh, recruitment process of SARS. Mm. We need to look at training. We need to look at their qualifications equally. Okay. But most of these police guys, you see, they don't have that psychological kind of expertise to deal with the public, even though they are supposed to be the civilian angle of uh, security that we interact with. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because most times their conduct, you begin to ask yourself, are these guys from the hell, from hell or what? Hmm. So my own suggestion is, they should be trained. Let's have qualified guys to do the job. Because that job is risky. Then we should look at the emolument. Because as the way you put a man out there and you are paying him peanuts, man, I mean, with the current inflation of this country, he can do anything. You know. And again, I have to pay with society. Hmm. Because most times, they usually tell you, if what's wrong with my having dreadlock or whatever they call it, or hmm. that I'm wearing a tattoo. Please, let's stop some of this. I keep challenging the use, even my own children. I tell them, you can never see an American president wearing tattoo, even though we emulated that culture from them. We didn't, no, we didn't emulate tattoo from them. Or we always had tattoos. Ah, you don't know your culture. Okay, we started. Uh, no, in my place, we call it uh, Imanzu. Oh, in Harbour now. Tattoo, we Imanzu okay. now. Okay, all the same right. thing. Thank you. Mm. Okay, thank mm. you. But mm. you know, when they started growing up, they started seeing the big A-class artists in US, you know, wearing tattoo up and down. Those like, ones copied it from us. It's our yes, culture that those ones copied. It's uh-huh. not uh-huh. You know, say, what we copy, we don't copy completely. They copy completely and gone beyond that. But please, let us stop some of these things. I keep telling them, you can't see the lies of Bigate wearing any of this stuff, even your ring and whatever. But no, but it, but it, but it's our culture to wear earring. It is no, our no, culture. Not, it is our no, culture to have locks. It is yeah, our okay, culture see, to have tattoo. I agree with you totally, my dear. But Sandra, let me tell you something. Eh? Mm-hmm. You know, if you know that there's what they call black spots, mm-hmm. and you know if you get to that black spot, mm-hmm. is that somebody will attack you or rape you or do something? What do you do? You avoid the black spot. Okay. Am I right? Okay. So, because where the, the problem in this country now is that we should be careful, we should get ourselves to. No, but, is, but is, is that the answer or is the answer to teach these people that wearing earring or having tattoo or having locks is not a sign that that person is a criminal? 
No, it is not a time. So, for course. instance, no, no, no. one for instance, I have dreadlocks. My hair is dreadlocks. So, imagine that police sees me on the road now and stops me and says, because Sandra Ezekwesli has dreadlocks, she's a criminal. Imagine that. No, oh, no, no, that's no, 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 no. No, but why, but why should you judge a random boy you see or a random woman that you see because she has dreadlocks? You say she's a criminal when you've not caught her in any Sandra, crime. That's where, that's where training comes in. Uh-huh. So, isn't that the message we should all be unanimously preaching? Shouldn't we all unanimously say, no, what you should do? do is don't um, judge them because of their hair or their tattoo or their earring. Let's Absolutely. all say that. Let's not now say eh, but you two cut your dreadlocks. You two don't have Absolutely. that too. Because Absolutely. that... It, free because no, 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 it's not even about free society. It's about let's not judge a book by its cover. It's about let's That's not say that somebody is a criminal when they are not a criminal. Simply because exactly. of how they have chosen to dress. No be so. Not be so. Uh-huh. So, so, so if all of us are saying, no, the only people that we should be talking to here are the police officers who, um, 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 who, what's the word now? Who profile, who, who profile ni- young Nigerians because of how young Nigerians dress, they should stop it. Not, oh, young Nigerians don't dress like this. Because there are young Nigerians that don't have locks. They don't have tattoos. They don't have anything, but they still stop them. Uh-huh. And finally, my dear friend, Sandra, mm. please, I would be happier when some of those SARS, whatever they call themselves, mm. call people already. Mm. I want all of them to be punished. Let us see them being punished mm. as a deterrent order overzealous ones. Mm. Because it's not about answers, refurbish them, rehabilitate mm. them. It won't end there. Because people have already committed crimes against humanity, mm. against Nigeria. Mm. So those boys, or whoever they are, must be fished out and punished, and punished. by police, police authority. But by law courts. Okay. If the ones that deserve to be sentenced to death, fine. If it's improvement, fine. Okay. Because these guys cause a lot of harm to us. Honestly, All right. thank you very much. I appreciate your good work. Even though I'm a first time caller, oh. but not first attempt. I've <laughs> attempted like four million times. It will be easier life. now. It will be easier. Once you get in the first time, it becomes easier. For real? Yeah, for real. Okay, Prince Leo will always be calling. Thank All right. you so much. Thank you friend. so much for God. calling, sir. God bless you as well. We've got Monday in Ayobo on the line. Monday, how are you? Fine. That's Sandra. This is Sandra. Welcome. Go ahead. Oh, President Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Uh, I normally enjoy your program. Thank you. Although I don't normally call, but for issue of SAS, mm. I I live with police in Governor State. Okay. People don't normally go to the root of that uh, problem of police. Okay. Do you know why? why? Every policeman, every policeman want to take future by their hand. Hmm. Do you know the reason? What's the reason? My brother retired after 35 years, was paid 3 million. Hmm. Are you getting me? Yes, I'm getting you. There was a time they protest. Most of the protests, nobody have go to about that. Nobody have respond to that protest. Concerning the issue of retirement after 35 years. Okay. And he didn't, he didn't build the household. All the time it was the police. He regretted it. So, if you want the problem of police to solve, mm. build build future for them so that they will hold the work well, so that they will they will be watching at their future, what they will get from their future. Mm. That is the solution. People don't normally go to the route. It's not a training. They have been going to training. They have been trained. They have been trained all the time. Mm. But refusing the implementation of something that they want to get, mm. people don't normally go there and ask 
what is the problem? What what are these people looking for? Hmm. Okay. So what I'm telling you now, try to investigate it. People retire. My brother now is driving Faragon, old Faragon, before he eats. The children are suffering. He himself is suffering. No house. So many policemen, hello? Yes, I can hear you. Hmm? So many policemen, they see that the, the government wants them to take future with it themselves because Nobody are going to about about their implementation of uh, uh, money. Or so, so you're saying that government platform. isn't paying them well. Their pension is not enough, and so that's why when they're in the yes, force, they try so to make yes, all the money they Sandra. can. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. After 35 years, you are paying somebody three million, and and is their money or they don't even know is not in it. I, I listened to your program one thirty times, Sandra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That when somebody said that. I think uh, what I know, we're more or something like that. Okay. That they have been testing message to, to him, 30,000 naira that they are removing. Mm-hmm. But they get it to when the father wants to collect money, mm-hmm. they see they are removing 3 naira. They pay the man three, uh, 1 point something million. The man is to get the money. Ha. Huh. So they will be deducting 13,000, but when yes. he went to collect the money, it was not uh, 13,000. No, 3 naira. Do you remember the name of the pension scheme? I have for, I have. It's it, 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 police special, police. Police somebody pension? Call, somebody called with this in 19.3 mm. that he, he took the father to his special. What they gave to him is 1.14 million. He asked, the father asked them that, this is what you people tested to me. They said, no, this is what is here. There is corruption in the, in the, in system, the system that people don't normally go to. Mm. Monday, thank you so much for calling us. Well, Monday is correct. There, there is a lot of uh, cor- uh, uh, corruption in the system, and that corruption um, is is often what we see. It's it's um, the symptoms of that corruption is what we see on the streets, what we see with harassment of young people. But I'm also uncomfortable with um, um, saying, well, because they're not paying them well, because their pensions are not great, therefore. Average citizens like you and I have to bear the brunt of that. The answer isn't for average citizens like you and I to bear the brunt of that. The answer is for that particular corruption to come to the forefront and then average citizens agitate on their behalf until they get um, the, 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 the remuneration that they deserve. But that's a different conversation for a different day. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. If you just joined the show, we started today's Big Three by telling you that uh, demonstrations happened in Lagos and Abuja and other parts of the country today uh, with people agitating for the end of SARS. We'll take a quick break, we'll come back and then we'll continue our conversation on the Big Three. Stay right here on the Big Three on 99.3 Private sector supported us like Wazobia giving us free airtime to air. That would have cost a pretty penny if we had been paying every day for the program. So I suggest that everybody should come on board. My friends introduced me to it and my daddy saw it online that they are having class on Wazobia TV. I appreciate Lagos State Government and Wazobia TV for this their program. So given the response, I encourage every child in the SS3 program and even those that are not in SS3 yet but want to learn. Please join in. 
Join us for daily lessons Mondays to Fridays, 2 p.m. on Wazobia TV, UHF 57, OTV Channel 98, MyTV Channel 17, and Star Times Channel 195. Also on Wazobia FM 95.1, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Today's radio lessons. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. The death toll is mounting from a gas station explosion in Barua. That's our second story. It happened early this morning around 6 a.m. according to La Sema. And unfortunately, this gas filling station was in a residential area. So the explosion affected lots of buildings nearby. By Lasema's count, we have 25 houses. 25 houses, 16 lock-up shops, and one school was affected. So far, at least eight people are confirmed dead. These stories, they, they, they make me sound like a broken record. And even saying I sound like a broken record is beginning to sound like a broken record. Because we all know that as long as we don't have underground piping to supply gas to our homes, as long as we rely on cylinders and refills at gas depots, these types of explosion will keep happening and people will keep dying. So just like the question of are Nigerians ready to demand better pay for police, are Nigerians ready to demand that government puts down the proper gas piping infrastructure or not? And speaking of government, there's also the issue of zoning. I don't mean which region gets the presidency next. No, I mean zoning in terms of building planning. A gas filling station has no business inside a residential area. It shouldn't have been anywhere near houses and school. It shouldn't have been anywhere near a house or a school. So how did that happen? Did the station come and meet the houses and school? Or did the houses and the school come and meet the station? Because either way, somebody did something wrong. And by rights, the local government or the state government should have stepped in to stop that construction. There are laws against this. So this leads me to the question of the day. Why do we as a people not respect zoning and town planning? I wish Agogo was here. He would have had a field day having this conversation. Now I say we as a people because it's not just government. The person who decided to build a gas station in a neighborhood knows better. But does it anyway? The people in the neighborhood also know better, so why don't they report the person to the authorities? The authorities know better, so why do they look the other way? Why does that happen? This is not an academic question, no. This, this is not grammar. Eight people have died today. Eight people at least have died today. And there's going to be more explosions and more neighborhoods. More Nigerians will die. But guess what? People will still build gas stations, gas filling stations in residential areas, even though the law forbids it. 
And it's not just deadly things like gas explosions. We also see nightclubs and churches in the wrong place. Factories, block industries, shops in the wrong place. Why are we so unruly when it comes to construction and zoning regulations? Why do we keep, um, 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 you know, doing the wrong things, building the wrong things in the wrong areas? Even if it means endangering the lives of others. Why doesn't government do a better job enforcing its own zoning laws? Now, you create the zoning law. Why you know they enforce them well as government? What needs to happen before we can get government to build a proper gas piping infrastructure? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. We've got a WhatsApp message from Theophilus who says, I know that we have good police officers, but corruption will not let them put the right people there. I know most tout collecting money uh, 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 are now wearing police uniform and carrying gun. Which training program do Nigerian police organize for their staff? Can you please get Frank to give us an answer? Well, he has been on Hard Facts a number of times and he has given us the different kinds of training that uh, police have to undergo. Good afternoon, President Sandra. The people calling on the salary structure, how can you pay someone with probably a primary school certificate more than 70,000 naira? They earn more than this. And a BSc holder is collecting 30,000 naira minimum wage. The fact is that these men are aware of the salary before they joined. The entire police force are just corrupt and they join with a different motive. Goblin Onyeka from Ikotun Things. We've got Vangelis on the line. Hello, Vangelis. Thanks for calling. Hello, Madam Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Long time. Yeah. How was your leave? It was very well. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Welcome back. Thank you. Okay, let me quickly, the one that is very, very interesting is, let me quickly say something about this gas station of a thing. Yes. Sandra, you know, if you are moving around the Nigeria, the whole country, eh? Mm-hmm. So this is not the first time that we have a gas station in the residential area. Yeah. In fact, there are some that is very, very dangerous. In fact, almost the gas station, if you turn around this country, you see they have a gas station and almost every gas station that have a cafe, a food restaurant within the environment. And they have never looked at it as a very big risk. They look at it as a business, a good environment for business. But they forgot that this is where you stock petrol inside. And you are coming out a place that you have a restaurant that has to do, you have to cook, you have to boil water, you have to do these things. It may not look at it as a very big risk in looking. But as far as this area is concerned, it is a very big risk. Okay, look at, for instance, in Lekki first one, you know Lekki, even though people turn it to a, a business environment these days, the Lekki first one inside is a residential area, but you see a lot of filling stations, even close to people, where people are living, close to school, close to supermarkets. So this kind of a thing, we're supposed to have agency that... We you know, do, that, we do, we have agencies... They are, they are not, they are not, Madam Sandra, they mm. are not doing their work. Then somebody have to fire. Somebody have to fire. When you have agencies that they are not doing their work, somebody have to fire for the work to be done properly. It's just like they are talking about the SAS issues. When I was listening to you yesterday, hmm. what is the IG doing? What is the IG doing? What are the CPs doing? 
Because, let me tell you, Sandra, before a police officer take off for inspection or whatever, roadblock or any duty, they have a book to sign before they take over that duty. And they, ha- they are meant to report back to the unit that they have taken off for that assignment. Hmm. So when all this crime and calamity committed, the people in charge, what are they doing? It's absolutely nothing. They are not doing anything. That's why you see like SARS, because it's, it's, get, it's getting mad. That's why you see SARS is killing anybody the way they like. And government will say they are off the road. Tomorrow you will see SARS on the way. So how do they, we how do we force the hand of government to enact consequences for bad behavior? Because that's all you've described to me is the fact that nobody is being punished when they when they behave badly. How do we force government to begin to punish bad behavior? Okay, Madam Sandra, thank you very much for that question. Eh? Mm. Remember the holy book, the Bible that mm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. He said, the Bible said, if the foundation is not solid, what can the righteous do? Hmm. If the foundation is not solid, what can the righteous do? Nothing. Madam Sandra, if you don't have a good leader in a society, that society is nothing, absolutely nothing to write home about. If you don't have a good foundation, if you don't lay a good foundation, Madam Sandra, hmm. you cannot build a fantastic house on it or any plan on it. So, the, the, the problem of SARS is from the leadership. It's from the leadership. Madam Sandra, how can we belong to a society, you and I, hmm. or you and me? Hmm. We are in a society and you have committed a crime and you go God free. Tell me what moral will stop me not to commit that crime. If you have done it and nothing is do- if nothing is absolutely done to you, hmm. you are free. You are working freely hmm. and you are still in that work collecting salary. Hmm. Tell me what will make me not to do the same thing that, that is benefiting you illegally. You are benefiting to it. I will also look at it as an opportunity for me to also do it. But if you punish for doing that, hmm. I will take caution from that. Evangelist, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Ngozi is Nikoi. Hello, Ngozi. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Hmm. Honestly, the issue of SARS has been uh, it has been a, a very big uh, wound in the in the midst of Nigeria. Hmm. Honestly, for me, I think you cannot give what you don't have. Okay. Is as simple as that. Okay. The police is, and as an institution is corrupt. Sandra, when I mean corrupt, if there is any word bigger than corruption, that's what the police itself is. And they cannot deny this and they cannot shy away from it. Hmm. Everything that any police officer does on the road or anywhere, you will not tell me that the superior person and I notice even those on patrol, they always had a senior officer among them. And they are doing all these things. It simply tells you that the impunity, these people have grown wings with time. Hmm. They all know what is like a gang of people. It has become like a gang. It has become like a norm, a business in the police force. You even see police written highway patrol. You will see them hanging inside the corner of the street, extorting money from these bike guys. 
I don't know where why we, we, the, the society has decayed into this. Go to police barracks, Sandra. Mm-hmm. The worst place to ever be in your life is police barracks. You cannot even take water and drink when you enter any of the barracks. These are a place where human beings live. And this tell me why they would think normal. Coming out from even such an environment, why would they behave normal? Secondly, the name attached to police force, the force. I don't know what Nigerians are expecting. If you call these guys force, and they are using force on you and I. Because if they are police, they say police is your friend. It's like me saying a military guy that is in the barracks, I know the only thing he knows is shoot. It's my friend. I don't see any police person as my friend. I see them as enemies. Honestly speaking, each time I come across any one of them, that's how I see them. They terrorize people, Sandra. The police officials, if they want, I'm willing. In evening, you will drive around Lagos where you have a, a, a police station. You will see them hanging in front of their police station, extorting money from Kekemarua, extorting money from Okada. They pay them on daily basis. And these things go on even under the roof of the, the DPO in, the, in those stations. With the area boys, you see them smoking in their hands. Even at Osho, the most times when I'm coming back in the evening, you see them smoking near that Osho, where they built the new BRT stop. So I don't know why we are expecting so much from this. And me, Sandra, I believe these people cannot be reformed. Hmm. So, it is so, so, so if they can't be reformed, because Ngozi, there are reports of um, police officers extorting people on the road because they have to go and give account to their bosses um, at the stations. There are reports of endemic corruption in the police force. There are reports of um, um, their pensions not being what their pensions are supposed to be. So if a reform is impossible, what then is the answer? Because we still need the police. Um, because Nigeria is not a exactly very safe so we still need the police so if a reform is in the answer what do you think the answer is Ngozi? Sandra for mm. me mm. what I believe is one the caliber of police officers we have on the road is a no-no for me okay their educational qualification their mentality I don't know whether you come across some of them you realize that a lot of them cannot even read and write Sandra mm. okay I don't know whether you've noticed that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, such a person, no matter the kind of training you give that person, the person would never, would never absorb it okay. because of, of, of the, the mentality. Okay. What I feel is we have graduates looking for jobs everywhere, Sandra. Mm. Let the country groom another set of policing. Not even police force, remove the force. Groom these guys, whatever name you want to give them. With time, you face them out with these other guys. Then those ones among them, like these stars, they feel they are very good at shooting. Then you give them opportunity to be enrolled into the military. But then how you do you attract them. graduates to the police force? Like, I'm thinking about myself now, when I left school. What, what can the police do to attract people like me to the police force? Sandra, for me, mm. we, as we are saying, we all know the police, their remuneration is not anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. Restructure the salary scheme of the police. Okay. Sandra, I don't see the reason why a politician will be earning 12 million in a month. Where the doctors, the police, 
and all that government parasitals that are even more important than these people and a peanut. Hmm. This money should be stripped off these politicians and used to pay the police, the new police they are going to bring forth. Sandra, this is the only way we can do away. If you say these guys, I'm telling you, they cannot change. Hmm. I can beat my test, they cannot. I've encountered some of them, those guys are beneath. They, they are, as in, I don't know the way to use for them, Sandra. These guys cannot change. I just call them criminals in uniform. That's how I see them. They tax payers money, they see you, even though you are not being paid well. Is it any fault of the Nigerians that suffer the same plight with you? Why do you vest your anger on your fellow citizens? So for me, it's a no-no. Okay. It's a no-no. The government should act, and when I say act, as sweet as possible, Sandra. Hmm. Because if this person, if they like, they will think it's like every other thing. They will sleep under the carpet. If right. this continues, the people, the youth are tired. People are getting more angry every blessed day. Hmm. Ngozi, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Our third story is the 2021 budget. Remember, it's the big three, right? And on today's big three, we've talked about NSAS demonstrations in Lagos uh, and Abuja and other parts of Nigeria, as well as what um, some of our leaders have had to say about uh, SARS. Uh, we've also talked about the horrible explosion that rocked Lagos earlier today, a filling station exploded and took with it uh, houses and eight lives so far. And for our final story, the president just gave the National Assembly his draft of the budget. So now both chambers will look at it and either accept it or make their changes and send it back to the president for signing. Hopefully before the year is over, the speaker thinks that um, they can get it done. So we're going to watch. We'll see. They managed it last year, so um, it may be able to be done this year as well. Now, we've not seen the full details of the budget yet. We're going to see it very soon. So next week, Tuesday, we're going to go deep into the details of the budget on The Big Hard Fact. 5 p.m. Tuesday, don't miss it. But right now on The Big Three, let's talk about what we do know. First of all, it's a huge budget. 13.08 trillion naira. That's bigger than this year's budget. Now, government has been complaining about being broke. So, <clears throat> how do they hope to fund such a mammoth budget? That's the second thing. It has a lot of borrowing. The budget deficit is going to be 4.28 trillion naira. That's almost one third of the budget. But that probably, probably isn't even the full deficit picture. And here's why. The budget's benchmark price for crude oil is $40 per barrel. So the budget is estimating next year's oil revenue based on the assumption that oil will, will average at $40. That's maybe a fair projection. But the budget also projects that we will produce 1.86 million barrels per day. Now, if you ask the industry experts, they will give you much lower figures than that. They'll give you a much lower figure. So that means our actual oil revenues may be much lower next year. Meaning that we may need to borrow even more than 4.28 trillion naira. 
Now, the president said something very interesting about revenue. He said that he has told every MDA, that's every ministry, department and uh, agency, to find ways to raise and increase revenue. Now, that may seem reasonable, but you have to ask yourself the question, should every government agency generate revenue in the first place, especially agencies that interact with the public? Doesn't asking these agencies to find new revenue streams encourage them to start charging the public for services? I mean, we already have the situations where agencies are already extorting Nigerians, both legally and illegally. You hear of fees for services that uh, get uh, that are getting higher and higher. So you hear of uh, citizens getting frustrated until they agree to pay bribes. So a lot of Nigerians are already worried that with this message from the president, these agencies are going to hear tear eye. Tear your eye, well, well, start extorting Nigerians. And then they'll start really doing that. And I wonder what you think. What do you think about a 13 trillion naira budget at a time that we've been told that we have to tighten our belts? What do you think about the 4 trillion naira deficit? Do you think Nigeria can produce 1.86 million barrels a day of crude oil to fund this budget? And what do you think about all government agencies being told to find ways to generate revenue? All oh, all, all government revenues, uh, government agencies have been told to find ways to generate revenue. What do you think about that? And yes, you can still talk to us about our first few stories today. Uh, should, uh, uh, did you think that the NSAS protests will yield a result? What can we do to end the incessant explosions that happen in neighborhoods? And what do you think about this budget? Emeka is in first act. Hello, Emeka. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah, my sister. Budget in Nigeria has become a, like a ritual. Yeah, become like a ritual. Just like you, Sandra, now. I don't mm. know your what. But can you do a budget of one billion naira as you are now? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a normal worker. I can't do one billion naira. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So imagine Sandra is doing a budget of one billion. Mm. Is it's a wish. You understand? Is it a waste? Um, it's a wish, wish. Oh wish, wish, oh okay, okay. Yes, it's a wish. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Why I call it a wish? A, a country is not supposed to be acting in like they are wishing. You understand? Like a miracle. You can't you can't boil almost half of your budget. And because the, the, those that are working are not practically thinking how to make you have, you have to create new opportunities hmm. for revenue to come mm-hmm. because if if you, if you increase if you increase from your already existing services hmm. that means that they will pay higher for less benefits hmm. but when you think outside the box and create new opportunities it, it will help government to generate new income from an area ordinarily we are not uh, uh, receiving income. But I have seen government as uh, as marking time and it's so, so unfortunate. We just mark time one year gone, another one year gone. You understand? Individual. I'm not sure Dangote will be making this kind of budget. 
when you make budget, you make reasonable budget. Budget well, that's well, that's well, realizable. Well, to be fair, compared to some states in some parts of the world, um, this is a very small budget. But yes, I understand what you mean about how um, we shouldn't be making a budget like this based off of money we don't have. Uh, Emeka, thank you for calling us. Let me talk to James in Lekki. Hello, James. Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, first of all, the first story, the story of um, the explosion is so pathetic. We'll be hearing this every, almost every month. Mm. It's so pathetic. Yeah. I think the the right people need to do the right thing so that we will not be having this kind of pathetic story every day. So many people dying from explosion. Okay. Um, Sandra, please, I want to talk about this police. Um, yes, yes, go ahead. You can talk about any of the three stories. Go ahead. Okay. Now, there's something we are not even looking at. The fact that somebody can just be killed by sacks of uh, um, operative just for no reason. The use of hands. I am so worried with the way hands are used by this security uh, uh, men. Um, my my father is, a, is an uh, ex-military man. Okay. I remember I um, I had an experience with a military man that uh, he, he just laid his weapon in a careless way, and on mistakenly something touched me, and he became furious and wanted to uh, take it on me. Hmm. Then I don't know some something just delivered me from that scene. I went to report this case to my father. My father was furious. He said, that man is not strange that you, as a, as a, as a force man, your, your weapon should be in a very good place. Hmm. So sometimes the way this um, police handle this weapon, do you know that sometimes they don't account for, I don't know, but I think this is a case, that they can't even account for some of the the bullets that they discharge out of their of their guns. Hmm. You can't try that in the military. You can't. I'm telling you this, Sandra, because I have siblings that are in the military. My, one of my brother was demoted, and he was he was punished just for not handling his weapon in the right way. He should have taken it to the armory. They give account for their for the bullets they use. But how come? And somebody can be killed that is not even harmed. How come? How come this is possible? There are a lot of questions that the police need to answer about mm. this. Mm. Because mm. we can't just have, now somebody is not harmed. Why should that person be killed by a policeman? Why? It's only when somebody is harmed that the the police can, you know, that, first of all, you defend yourself and also you protect people around. But somebody is not harmed. Why should that person be killed? And how come people can be killed with straight bullets? All these questions, they are the kind of things that in the military is never tolerated. There is a court martial that if you, as a military man or whoever, whatever force you are, you commit a crime, you will be court martialed. Look at it in the U.S. That's how it's done. You'll be court-martialed, taken out of the military, taken out of the police, and jailed. Why can't we have that in our country? 
for questions, James. Thanks for calling us. Joseph Jesus, uh, Joseph Jesus says, for us to end frequent gas and other explosions is to have an underneath pipeline instead of the present ones. John Awoke on Facebook says, I think reform SARS and police will not work well till we all change our value systems, which will correct it all because SARS, police, all come from different homes in our communities and society. They're not from Mali or Chad. They are from our communities and the society. Our community and society have failed us through bad leadership or greed. Henry Adimakachi says, President Sandra, when I was still in school, I always had the mindset to join any of the forces in Nigeria. But when I saw and got to know how they are being treated, poor income, poor welfare, other things, I lost interest. But for government, they should invest more into our forces, make the system an open one. Uh, proper care and good treatment should be given to these guys. I believe that if they start with this, it can go a long way to help the, fo- the forces in Nigeria. We've got a lot of comments on uh, Facebook. My God. Uh, unfortunately, I can't take all of them. Let's also go to Twitter where we have quite a few comments. Twitter is Nigeria Info FM. I'm coming to take WhatsApp comments in a bit. WhatsApp is uh, Nigeria Info uh, No, WhatsApp is actually 080 959 75805 uh, Olaranwaju Abadina says the CDA in the Barua community had written to Lagos State Government concerning that gas station before the construction but they said that they have already granted the approval. Ah, interesting. We're going to have to follow up that uh, uh, a revelation there. Alaba Alagbe says President Buhari should as well protect the budget uh, if finally returned back to him by the NAS from frivolity spending by the agencies and ministries. He should make sure 80% of it goes to the capital projects and the rest of the 20% for recurrent. Thank you for sending that, that, that message across. We've got Raymond Otugo who says a government sourcing for funds did not deem it fit to project revenue from gold and we keep saying that we are one. Yeah, yeah, they smell. We've got uh, Adeshola Yinke who says Yes, SARS has really done more harm to the youth, causing untimely deaths in the name of extorting money. Twice as tall says the file of the Inspector General of Police and all his records from the time he joined need to be investigated. Who is he actually? If he rose through the ranks, has he also corruptly enriched himself? Does he have skeletons in his cupboard? Is that why he cannot discipline the police? Uncle Soft. Uh, that's not a message for hard facts. Okay. We've got this one who says, a hairstylist wearing dreadlocks. He's a professional in his art and also his selling point for his business. Why y'all gonna say that about that, huh? Okay. Well, I mean, I always say that, you know, locks are not strange to African culture. Religion came and made locks. You know, every time we say something is not our culture, we often don't differentiate between what is religion, what is culture as as far as, you know, certain religions are concerned, and what is culture as far as your indigenous culture is concerned. Do you understand? So there are people who, for instance, um, um, the myth was that they were born with locks and people like that were often said to be children of the gods there were there was talk like that back in the day there was no clipper now so we all had to wear our hair long men had to braid their hair women had to braid their hair if you look at old pre-colonial pictures you see that men and women had long hair they had braided hair so you can't say that that's not our culture that's actually our culture what is not our culture is cutting our hair the way that we now do right because of colonialism 
So these are the things that we need to teach ourselves so that we don't catch ourselves making some kinds of arguments that enables or emboldens the police. What you do is teach the police that even if this thing is not our culture, your culture is not the law. Your culture is your culture. It is not the law of the land. The law of the land says if you do not catch a person committing a crime, don't harass them. Don't harass them for not committing, a, for, 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 for just existing. These people are existing and you're harassing them for crimes they're not commit, committing. Why should police harass people for doing something harmless? It's not your culture, okay, but it's harmless. It's not harming anybody. Your tattoo is not harming anybody. Your, your earrings are not harming anybody. Your locks are not harming anybody. Why should the police get involved in that? That's where we should start the conversation and keep it there. But yeah, that's it from me. We'll bring you League of Extraordinary Nigerians after the news at uh, 4 p.m. We've got business news coming your way. Uh, stay right here. Don't go away. Live from the heart of Victoria Island, you're listening to your number one station, 99.3 Nigeria Info.